two in the Six Nations, 11 in a row. The wins keep coming for Wales. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Women's number eight, Sean Lily Crap, has an interesting work and play role reversal with Ford's coach Hugh Gustafsson. It's funny because I'm kind of his boss there and he's my boss, obviously, here, and uh, it's a positive relationship and we both know where each of us stands in, in each camp. And as part of the build up to Wales, England, a chance for skills coach Neil Jenkins to look back 20 years to that remarkable win at Wembley. Max and Tom before it. The game itself, England going for a Grand Slam at Wembley, the conditions, everything really, it couldn't have been better and um, it's just one of them days obviously that live you forever. While the capacity of the Principality Stadium has been reduced, but it's been for a good cause. For wheelchairs there's strict criteria you have to abide by, so yes they do take out a lot of uh, our public seating, but we decided it's definitely worthwhile. Principality Stadium manager Mark Williams there and we'll also come on to the men's victory over Italy and the start of the build-up to England. But we'll begin with a nice and different story from the Wales women's camp. They drew three all in Italy but the following day Liz Jones caught up with number eight Shu and Lily Crapp and forwards coach Hugh Gustafsson. They work together at Swansea University where Shuan is the boss. Then it's all changed for Wales women's forwards where Hugh is in charge. But that all came after talking about the game first. Suan said in the game, player of the match yesterday against Italy. You reviewed the game. What's the thoughts now? Thoughts are reflect, recover and um, look ahead to England. Obviously, it's going to be a big task. They're a very good side. They're professional. But to concentrate on ourselves and what went well and our, our work-ons and how we improve on what we've already done over the last few weeks but we're definitely on the right path and the the feeling in camp is better than it's been before at this stage I think. The forwards and the defence and the set piece was well received by all really. Yeah I thought as forwards we worked really hard yesterday, Um, we carried the ball a lot, got a lot of go forward, set piece was really good, scrum was uh, outstanding and and front row and the whole pack isn't he worked hard there and we think we got quite a lot of reward from that. So, yeah, forwards were, were really good and defence was heroic in the last kind of five, eight minutes to make sure uh, they didn't get over that whitewash and um, I think we did well to keep them out. And then off the field, well, talk through your, your job. Uh, so I'm head of rugby for Swansea University. Uh, so I oversee both men's and women's rugby programmes from participation up to the high-performance programmes within the university. So we've got 300 students engaged in the rugby club and um, we've gone through a, a bit of a change over the last two years since I've been in place we, we're now falling under one banner so one rugby club instead of separate men's and women we're governed by a board a rugby board um, and things are going really well you know we're really striving towards plenty of equality developing a high performance program girls have got promoted now into premiership boys are seeking promotion to super rugby and we've got more players participating than before so it is a big task and it has involved a lot of work over the last few years but we're going in the right direction and hopefully we'll see Swansea University rugby develop further over the next few years. And you've got um, one member of staff who is forwards coach Hugh Gustafsson. Talk us through that. Yeah, um, Gus has been working with us in the university now since last September, so 18 months or so ago. It's funny because I'm kind of his boss there and he's my boss obviously here and in the forwards, um, 
but our relationship we get on well so it's a positive relationship and we both know where each of us stands in, in each camp and we don't have let it affect our friendship but also our work in, in both environments so um, it's a positive to an extent because also if Gus needs to be away from the university environment we can accommodate that and I understand the demands on him here and vice versa as well so it, it does work as it's positive as well it works well yeah, Does that mean there's a good understanding in terms of what you're trying to do within the team environment here and, and on the pitch? I understand his kind of rugby philosophy and what he's trying to achieve with the forwards and the kind of plays that we want to do because obviously I've been working with him for the last 18 months so I think that helps then sometimes in maybe trying to assist others or getting the message across or from my understanding as well especially it helps there so um, I only see it as a positive I don't see any negative to kind of our relationship and how it can help the team and how it helps us both really yeah you've got a young back row apart from your, your more experience but you know 17 18 19 year olds so you must have a leadership role there with them yeah I you know I, I do try and, and and lead them along the way as, as much as possible but you know they are talented but as I say, it does help because I think I'm, I understand Gus's messages clear because I've seen and heard it before. So um, I am at advantage there and I can pass on that knowledge then to the girls as well. Hugh Gustafsson, just settled a little bit on how have you reviewed the game? Uh, it was definitely a game of defensive set-piece. Both Italians and ourselves worked really hard to keep us off each other's try lines. So the game reflecting a score three three. Don't see that quite often, but both teams worked so hard to keep each other off the try line and uh, reflects to a couple of sore bodies this morning. Yeah, I mean, there's positive feedback from viewers, from those who have watched the game, as to how the game went. But as you say, it was an unusual type of game. It was an unusual type of game. Uh, ourselves, we're a bit disappointed more the fact that we kept the ball for such a long period and when it. No time for the try line. They kept this off with a couple of our own errors, individual errors, knock-ons. But overall, from where we were last week to this week, it was a great improvement. Praise for the forward work and the set piece. Obviously, you've worked hard there. Yeah, I think after last week's disappointment of those set piece, not giving our, our back line enough ball, I think last night proved that we could do it. There were scrum dominance, caused a couple of penalty infringements, which led to the yellow card, aerial competition in the air. We drove them a few times, so overall, as a head force coach, I was very pleased progression from France to Italy how do you look at that two match block two away games difficult but girls have come through that and now they can build from here uh, with such a young squad few of them never play, played away from Wales so going into both large stadiums the last two weekends in a row with a very vocal crowds it's probably an eye opener to a few of them and it's a great learning curve for our squad <laughs> generally all in the, in the age of 25 but uh, it will probably prove for me going back home now against England is a massive test in uh, two, a week's time yeah, it's something to look forward to. Arms Park, pretty big crowd against England, but another tough challenge. Oh, it's going to be a tough challenge to play in France and England in the first three games. It's going to be a great challenge for our squad physically and uh, playing in the car of Arms Park in a home stadium. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere for us. The first two games have been on television or online. Are you hoping that the crowd will grow and a lot of supporters will come and support you in two weeks' time? I think we've had a great uh, showing over the autumn. The crowd's built up, especially for the last game of Canada, so hopefully we can match that again and maybe the Welsh hymns in the background will get the girls going motivated against England. What are your plans now for this week and then lighter week this week and then it's training weekend next weekend? Yeah, it's a lighter week this week. We'll train only once this week until the weekend. We'll review today before we fly back to Wales. I think we should review general consensus, look after each other's bodies, ready for Wednesday. 
review and best skills and go hard on the weekend ready for England the following week what will England bring will it be as tough as France do you think uh, <laughs> well England they're probably not as big as France but they're going to be uh, bigger than Italy what well, they've got a very good experience from where they play in the Tyrells Premiership a lot of players have played a high standard and you know, they've beaten a few good teams so it's going to be a tough challenge for us and do you see that this squad has progressed already, even from the autumn? Oh, massively. You know, we're playing because we're 17, 18 in the autumn and just matured away. Like I said, never played away way. In a crowd of 12,000 last week in France, a crowd of a couple of thousand last night. It's an eye opener for all these young players, but in a few weeks' time, they'll be mature yet again for more experiences. And how are you enjoying the role? It's an eye opener for me. I come out from playing professional rugby for 13 years into a a coaching role, especially in the international environment. It's a great honour for myself, but the girls are giving 100% in everything we ask them to do. It's a great pleasure coaching this group of players. Just a word on the player of the match, Siwan Lillycrap, who obviously um, she did well all over the park last night. Yeah, uh, Siwan, like, it's funny enough, we were so close to each other throughout the week um, and coaching the nights. It's uh, great to see her playing such a great game, uh, playing number eight in a favourable position. Uh, she works hard for the squad, a lot of the carries I think they mentioned that she made like 96 metres last night with the carries so just a valuable member of the squad and in terms of the day-to-day stuff work-wise do you report to Sue in Swansea University yeah funny enough I, I report to Sue Ann throughout the week but uh, Tuesday or Thursday weekend when we have a game she reports to me so uh, it's a bit of a role reversal but I think being able to work so closely with a member of the squad gives us a bit of trust as me as a coach as well and we know a worker environment so when we speak about work on us and positivity she knows it comes from a, a good place. You're listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Nice stuff there. But let's start the build-up to that game against England at the Principality Stadium. The chance for record-breaking 12 wins in a row for Wales. If they're looking for inspiration, then it's 20 years since the famous win at Wembley, Scott Gibbs scoring the try and Neil Jenkins adding the conversion. Fullback Lee Halfpenny could be back available for this year's game. To explain all, here's Jenkins. He's an outstanding rugby player. There's, you know, there's no doubt in that he's been uh, fantastic for us. Firstly, is you know, obviously, he can get some game time. That's that's the most important thing. He's obviously going to be with the Scarlets this weekend, and uh, I'm not too sure of their team yet. But uh, I'd like to think he's going to play some sort of part in the game, which would be obviously a big boost for us and Lee himself. How much of a risk would it be to throw him back into the, the Six Nations that after just one game back from a fairly lengthy layoff? We'll see how the weekend goes first. Um, he's someone who works incredibly hard at his, his game, his conditioning, every aspect of it, proper professional. And uh, look, I, I think the main thing and the first thing for us is to see how the weekend goes, find that out first, and obviously you know, see how he performs as well. So um, we'll wait and see in terms of regards to that. What are the sort of factors that you take into consideration, someone being fit and being match ready, I guess, are slightly different things, aren't they? Yeah, well, they are, yeah, they are. You know, at the end of the day, that, you know, again, as I said, he looks after himself incredibly well, as do all the players. But he hasn't played since uh, since November, since the Australia game. We can only go on by what we've seen in training and, again, Lee is Lee, uh, what we expect of him and what he demands of himself and he brings that to the table all the time. But, again, it just depends on what happens on the weekend. 
So what about England's performances so far against Ireland and France? Oh yeah, they've, they've been exceptional, haven't they? There's no doubt in that going to Ireland. We know how tough that is. But over time, we've had a couple of wins at ourselves. But you know, I thought the intensity and the accuracy that they brought to the game on that opening day obviously was very good and uh, they fully deserved their win. And obviously, the, the back that up against France last week, um, again, was a fantastic performance by them. So, But hey, look, we, we know what it is. It's with Wales, England. It's at Cardiff and uh, it's a humongous game, so um, I'd like to think we'll be more than ready and uh, I'm sure they will as well, so it should be some test match. 20 years ago, Wales, England. Have a stroll down memory lane. <laughs> what were your uh, feelings on the way that game ended? It's an incredible day, isn't it? And it, it lives long in the memory, there's no doubt in us. You always tend to keep bringing it up, but um, look, as a player, and uh, you couldn't ask for any more, really. You know, a fantastic game, I'm sure, for everyone to watch. And, um, and obviously, the ending with, with Gibbsy's try and to nail the kick to put us in front, you know. But uh, I think the all round day, as in, you know, the, uh, Max and Tom before it, the game itself, England going for a grand slam at Wembley, the conditions, everything really, it couldn't have been better. And um, it's just one of them days, obviously, that will we'll live you forever. Your view of that tries to setting. Scott dancing through the England defence? Yeah, I, I always remember it really. I think it's only you know a couple of people on our team, Howlers, uh, maybe Alfie and obviously Gibbsy probably could have been only the couple of people who could have scored that try for us and it happened to be Gibbsy on the day and uh, I probably do remember, obviously Gibbsy's a good friend of mine, a close friend and putting his arm up in the air and waving and stuff and that and I was more concerned about him going underneath the post if I'm honest because I knew we were losing but look it was just one of them things and it was an incredible try and uh, it, it only deserved the kick to go over really and luckily enough it did. You know, I'd managed to nail all the kicks prior to it and uh, been quite a few of them in the game so you know, I, I felt pretty confident anyway, I weren't overly concerned by it and, uh, but uh, you know, I much preferred him to go a little bit closer to the post to be honest and doing all the stuff that he was in terms of waving and stuff and, uh, but, and it's important to put the ball down first isn't it? I was more confident at the time and I'm just glad it went over. England's kicking game has been really important and different yep. in the two games. Just- Give yeah. an assessment of that. Yeah, it has, and uh, I think they scored three or four tries in the last game against France. I think something that they'd seen in terms of the France backfield, probably against us, something that we noticed from some of their autumn games as well. We couldn't quite get what we wanted to do in some of the passes of play that we had against France, but there's certainly an area in the game which is not very strong in terms of the French side, but England exposed that um, the way they wanted to, really, and uh, some of the decision-making, whether through Young's kicking, Farrell, Elliot Daly, so there's some fantastic kicks in behind them, and um, obviously with the pace with Johnny May you need to make sure your backfield is in a good place when you play England that's for sure at this moment in time so any sort of space they see and they're utilising it whether it's ball in hand or obviously through their kicking game and at this moment in time the kicking game is very good and we're certainly going to, need to be ready uh, come uh, week Saturday. Some debate about the midfield as well a chance for Owen Watkin who started in Rome. How does he see the mood in the camp? I think we're pretty confident we've won our two first games and not exactly performing to what we expect of ourselves so we've got a lot to improve on but I think we're in a really good place to consider we're winning, but not playing our best sort of rugby. So what sort of areas have the coaches told you that they want to improve on then? Um, I think it's just an all-round game, our structure, just everything we're good at as well. We need to work on that, just keep on top of things. But yeah, we're all confident and forward to next week now. England, of course, have been um, pretty convincing in their first uh, two games. Uh, talk to us about their performances. Yeah, they have been good to be fair, scoring quite a few tries, but I think we just need to concentrate on ourselves and what, what we can do. I'll take care of itself and sort of thing, but can't really focus on them too much because we'll take our mind of what we need to achieve. You'll need to close down their uh, attacking threats at times, won't you, behind the scrum? Yeah, definitely. They've got a great ball carries in Tulagi, Owen Farrell, Henry Slade, they're good players, so we just we obviously watch them analysis and just prepare, we're ready for them. 
you think England have got the, the combination right at last in the centre after uh, playing around with it quite a lot in recent years? I think for them, wherever they really put in the centre, the, the great rugby players, so I think they're always going to be difficult opposition. But yeah, like Tula, he's a, he's a great ball carrier, and Henry says he's a really good footballer, so a great challenge for us as centres next week. Yeah, have you uh, played against Tulangi before? Two years ago, I played him in a friendly match for Ospreys, and uh, it's a bit of a struggle to tackle, but he's a human like everyone else, so I think. The boys can do a job on him, just need prepare now for a big collision and stuff. It's the match that spectators, have, well, spectators have wanted to win since time immemorial. Is it something special for the players as well, Wales England? Yeah, I think England home is something every every player wants to be involved in. Cardiff be chaos when I would have thought, but um, yeah, it's a really exciting time for us. I think we just got to look forward to the opportunity now and really embrace that challenge. And the fact that Wales haven't won. Since uh, 2013 in, in the Six Nations against them, albeit there was a World Cup win as well. I don't think we look at the past too much. I think it's, it's a fresh sort of face of squad and, like I said, we're all really hungry to achieve what we want, so we're just looking forward to it now. How wound up are you in training, just trying to prove points, prove you need to be in that starting squad or team or whatever? I think everyone really puts their hand up in training. It's good. We've got sort of a centre now. We've got me and Parks who are really pushing for that 12 jersey, which is good for us too because we need to play as good as we can and sort of the coaches in. You know, they've got two players who really want to be in that spot. So for everyone, really, really putting their hand up and sort of working hard and training now. Your first experience of a game of this magnitude, going for the record, potential title decider. Is it living up to expectation? What's it like outside of the camp for you? Yeah, it's sort of, it's really exciting times for me. I'm still quite young and looking forward to these big sort of games if I'm, if I'm involved. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to now and hopefully get opportunity to get on the field as well. And in terms of previous Wales-England games, where have you been? You've been in the terraces, watching at home? Um, either at home or in Cardiff, probably having a few drinks, so it's a bit different this year, but yeah, like I said, really looking forward to it now. Friends and family, badgering, tickets, how is that all going? Um, a few people ask for tickets, but you just got to look after the ones that's close to you, I think, really, you know, because they're the ones who've been here since, since the youngsters, so we've got to look after them. Now, let's go back to Rome and that victory over Italy with a couple of interesting post-match reactions. First, man of the match, Josh Navidi. We're happy with the victory, performance-wise, we're not happy with. I think we've got a lot of things to work on leading into the England game. And I, I know the next two weeks we're going to iron out the, the, the creases and hopefully uh, keep moving forward. Thoughts on uh, your own individual performance, getting man of the match from uh, number eight? It's nice to actually get a man of the match, but more important is actually getting that win. So nice of the boys to sort out the game at the end and uh, we got the win away from home. How about uh, the position that you're in, making a lot of changes? How difficult was it to, to gel as a team? Yeah, it's obviously showed at times. It's going to take time to get used to some boys I haven't played with before, but um, towards maybe the end, we started to show that we were getting together because we had a week together to build, and um, it's just about moving forward now and everyone knowing their and clarity and stuff and hopefully you can keep moving forward now towards England. Are you ready for the fortnight of hysteria back at home? Concentrate on uh, training and then the week building up will be a big week. Obviously it's huge for the public. Is there still a feeling among the players that, that England is the big one of the Six Nations? It's always going to be hyped up and it's always that type of game. It's the ones across the bridge. and but It's, it's going to be a tough old game and it's always going to be built up to the big one of the, the Six Nations. I suppose Wales back row resources are, are such that you're always confident of competing with England in that area? Yeah, well, it's, it's good that we're, we're breeding so many back rowers now and they're showing that boys are filling in boots. It's what you can ask for from all the regions, the academies and stuff, bringing through back rowers and players. Josh, your thoughts on how Thomas performed today? Yeah, he done well. It's his first Six Nations start and I'm sure his uh, family are proud, but 
haven't played with him since I think when we played Tonga and Samoa but it was nice to be back out there with him obviously a Blues boy originally and um, yeah it was nice to get back out on the field with him again. And then looking forward to England, English-based winger Jonah Holmes. So what's next for him? Well, we've got uh, Saracens away, so that's a huge game for us. And, well, we'll see what, what comes with selection for next week. But, yeah, I don't know yet. What about uh, Wales-England as an occasion? How does it uh, rate for you just being part of the, the whole build-up? Uh, well, it's fantastic. And, um, well, well, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see what happens with selection there and then. Do you think you'll get uh, lots of questions from your England uh, colleagues for uh, a bit of inside knowledge? No, no, no. <laughs> they, know, they, know, they, know the, they know the game. What about the threats that those England guys with Leicester are going to pose to Wales with uh, Manu to Tuilangi oh, back in? Of course, in yeah, well, I mean, every team's got massive threats. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Manu's back in his, in his flying moment. I'll have to do some analysis on him and see what's, see what's what for that game. What particularly about an England-Wales game besides you, obviously, as the man who plays in England and... Uh, well, I mean, yeah, there's a few of us who obviously play, and um, there'll be, a, I think, a, mo- a lot of the team know a lot of the England boys as well. To me, it's, it's just another game. If I'm lucky enough to be to be part of that that squad, then then fantastic. I'll, I'll of course be really up for it. Have you been to a Wales England game before? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah as yeah. a fan. Yeah, I was a fan. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you guys, when you get to that game, would have not lost for an entire year. What does that do, for sort of building confidence? Oh, that's massive. Um, Again, I don't want to speculate too much. You know, we've, it's a great um, streak to be a part of. Um, but you know, we've got to win again and again and again. So yeah, and then obviously if you do win, it's it's the the best run Wales have ever been on. So again, that's another yeah, box yeah. to take. Isn't like it? you said, it's massive, and I'm I'm really really pleased to be a part of it. Now that match will be at the Principality Stadium, of course, and the stadium capacity has been reduced slightly, but it's for a good reason. As stadium manager Mark Williams explained. So we've decided to increase our offering to our disabled spectators by up to 30%. So what does that mean in real terms? It's an extra 46 wheelchair bays, an extra 111 carers seats, and we've doubled the amount of ambulant disabled seating in the stadium. So we're looking up just behind you at the the new areas and two of the corners of the ground. There's a lot of space there, which obviously is necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for wheelchairs, there's strict criteria you have to abide by. So, yes, they do take out a lot of our public seating, but we decided it's definitely worthwhile and it'll meet the current demand. And that means the capacity of the stadium has gone down by over 500? Yeah, it's gone down from 74,500 to now 73,931, so some 500 or so seats. So this is obviously something you haven't done for commercial advantage. Plainly it's been done because you think it's a a good thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's the right thing to do. Demand's been high for uh, particularly wheelchair platforms, so we've increased in line with demand, feeling it's definitely the right thing to do going forward. Are these areas that usually get filled up for most games? Yes, they are. And we've deliberately increased the capacity in the southern end where we're sitting right now. So for multi-event concerts, for example, the stage is always down on the north stand, so they can be used uh, for concerts. Too. And of course this will be this time, this game, England have been here since the uh, new security checks have been in. It's always a big crowd, it's always a big day. It is, it's the game of games, you know, the biggest game in our event calendar. There'll be some 12,000 more fans in for the England game than there were for the Autumn Internationals. So it'll be um, very busy. My advice to spectators remains, get in in the first hour and a half. Don't leave it until the last hour or so, because if everyone is of the same mindset, then there might well be big queues. Some of the incentives to come in early, uh, gates are open at 1.45, 
We're showing France versus Scotland live in the stadium at uh, 2.15 and the team will be coming out to warm up on the pitch about an hour before kickoff. They really need your support, so get in early and let's get behind them. And we can never emphasise that enough before home games. And if you know anyone coming across from England, then make sure they get their own too. So that's it for this week's Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Plenty of build-up to the England games next week, of course. So don't miss that. But until then, goodbye.